Coming Up Creative with your hosts, Tommy and Mac. Hi, everyone. This is Tommy here with my co-host, Mac, and you're listening to the Coming Up Creative podcast, where we have conversations with creatives navigating the digital world. Mac, who we have on our episode today? We have Allie Grime, AKA AL Grime. She is an artist, muralist, and graphic designer based in Denver, Colorado. Um, she's really dope, you guys. She Her murals, I got to see her in ETH Denver, and they're, it's just an immersive AR, just totally wild, like nothing you've seen before. Um, her work kind of explores the rise of the technological era through the lens of the human experience, through bold, emotional-driven patterns. Um, she's just, we talk everything from what she's working on now, what she's worked on in the past, how she got here, and kind of where she's at integrating technology into her um, into her work. And then we also talk about some of the NFT projects that she has, but she's changing the game. You're gonna hear her name for street art. You're gonna hear her name for AR technology. You're gonna hear her name way out into the future. She's got a great perspective on things and we can't wait for you guys to listen to this conversation. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You sound super geeked out about that. Yeah, I am. Well, guys, before we get to our episode with Ale Grime, I'd like to take a moment to thank the sponsor who makes this episode possible. If you're a creative, builder, crypto enthusiast, or investor, and you're looking for a place to connect with other like-minded people, Overt is the place for you. Overt helps creators build communities, tell their stories, and successfully launch their projects. Visit OVRT.XYZ to join the growing community today. That's OVRT.XYZ. Join us. Now, without further ado, here's our thought-provoking conversation mm. with A.L. Grime. So let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, um, what you do, and what your art's about. Totally. So um, I am a muralist, graphic designer, painter based out of Denver, Colorado, but I grew up in Washington, D.C. I moved out here like four years ago. Okay. Um, I know you guys are like familiar with the D.C. area or out there, so yep. shouts to back home. Um, and I am, um, I have been trying as time has gone on to integrate technology into my art more and more. My, um, I guess like art story behind the, or my message behind all of my art is really, um, helping tell the human experience through the rise of technology. And, um, I take a very, uh, like a cyber feminist approach to it. I, paint these portraits of powerful women with these um, patterns that represent um, like data systems. And for me, uh, the portraiture is the feminine energy, whereas the data systems, these very rigid shapes are more a masculine system. And mm. to me, it's all about finding that balance um, and creating a world where those things are united almost fluidly. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of I love like, that. I love that. That's dope. It kind of reminds me of like this like Android type thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I love I, I love, love how it. you it's bridge really cool. the I love how you bridge the beauty though of and it's what you just said, the masculine and the feminine kind of coming coming together for this like futuristic like hope that we can bridge and become, you know, one united front almost. I was super inspired by a long time ago. I was a bartender and I was doing these like ink drawings, um, kind of like cybery, but not too much. And this man that was a regular brought me a book called We. And it's like the predecessor to 1984. And in this mm. book, this man who's a mathematician falls in love for the first time. 
and he describes it as the square root of negative one this like thing that can't be calculated it can only be felt and experienced and so i loved that and it was just like so moving and powerful and then his like whole world shifts and they end up like saving the world from this like rigid system and um for me that's like so relatable to what's happening today like we're seeing things change so quickly but what's holding things together is the humanity of it all mm-hmm. and so that's been like what I try to capture in everything that I do what led you to that kind of is this stemming from your childhood like do you have like a very spiritual like background like what's your um the technology stuff has my dad um did some like computer programming and I remember like super vividly being a little girl and like really young maybe seven and he brought me to a cloud server for the first time and it was just this humongous building with computers all the way to the ceiling and blinking lights and I didn't really get what it was but that image of how um just like awe-inspiring what a computer is actually like I I felt kind of the awe, awe feeling of like wow, technology actually is this like monstrous force. And so that image never really left my mind of being reminded that it is, you know, we're so used to these tiny phones that seem like we're in control, but really these things are so huge and so much bigger than us. And then um, over time, I I started in the music industry and like a really psychedelic art art culture. And so um, I had this kind of I don't want to call it like a spiritual awakening, but like a reconnection to spirituality in a way that I hadn't like known before. I, I grew up, um, I'm from Venezuela and my family's Catholic. And so my understanding of spirituality was always religion. And then when I found that spirituality could mean this, just a connection with yourself, that's more whole, it made a lot more sense to me. And so, um, then I wanted to combine those things, having that feeling of awe and of grandeur that you experience when you say like stand at the base of a mountain or when you fall in love or when you have these like crazy impactful experiences in your life where there's butterflies in your stomach and you get tingly all over that feeling connected so deeply with me in that moment that I understood technology and so bridging those two and bringing emotion into this very like rigid thing has always just been what helps me make sense of the world. Wow, that's so that. beautiful. <laughs> All right. So, Ali, what, what puts you what puts you in a creative mood? You said, you know, you, you talked briefly about um, that moment that you had with your dad. Um, what do you do now that puts you in the creative spirit and creative mood um, to do your artwork? Well, I, I feel like super blessed to have this life. I think like, you know, I, I practice gratitude every day. I try to write down things I'm grateful for when things are tough. And so going back to those lists is is always super inspiring. Just being able to see like um, things I've dreamed of that came to fruition like mm-hmm. much sooner than I expected, all of those things, or, or looking around at the people around me, seeing what my friends are doing, all of those things just make me wanna create more and more. Um, and like theme-wise, like we're living through a technological revolution. So I'm never void of inspiration around me. There's always new technology, new things. and this new NFT culture has been crazy inspiring, just seeing how humans are kind of reclaiming all this technology to advance themselves. That's Mm -hmm. like such a beautiful thing. And so um, I'll like do my morning scroll through Instagram, feel happy for all these people that are getting to create. And then that reminder that I am super blessed to have this life is like 
that's my morning cup of coffee after oh, that I'm it. like ready to go that's great <laughs> I know that yeah. Tommy didn't get to see your work in person because I just was able to meet you at ETH Denver where you had a mural up at the top floor of the castle and this is before because we had planned to you were giving a speech and we were excited to see it but I actually saw the mural before I knew it was yours and I just remember looking at it and being like what like holding your phone up and having (laughs) imagine for everybody at home that may not know exactly what your art is yet like imagine a a mural on the wall and then having the technology on your phone there's something in your your murals that picks up on it and it moves the whole the whole thing moves through your phone it's so interactive it's futuristic as hell it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen did you help design that tech like walk us through what does that 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 was fascinating for me yeah, it's um, it's an app called Artivive, um, and I've been using them for a while. They were kind of like the first one that I found through this artist called Bond True Love, who's like a huge graf- graffiti artist, muralist, um, and he's been doing it for a while, and I always was just like mind blown by what he does, but it just kind of like reads the image, and then you program it to add this art, and um, I'm starting a brand ambassadorship with them. I've like tried to tell everyone I know about this app, especially because I'm really big on um, accessibility to art for everyone. I think it's really crucial and their app is like free to try. You can actually do a couple projects before you subscribe to it. And so I've tried to get all my art friends behind this app and, or just, you know, give it a try, download it, try it out, see if you can do something cool with it. Um, yeah, this is a great way to help people get connected to the tech because otherwise AR is so expensive yeah. and it's kind of hard to reach. That's cool. That's cool. So we had um, one of your good friends, Matt Corrado, on the, the podcast, who, who obviously also works with us at Overt. And um, he talked briefly about creating his own style. So um, originally, he had a lot of different things he was doing that he found interesting, but he had to eventually narrow down what his style actually was. And it's more like the pop art um, type of vibe. Can you walk us through the process of that? I'm sure our listeners would definitely want to find out like how you kind of bridge those two gaps. Like, how did you, you know, navigate through that and ultimately find your, like your style that you're using today? I think um, to find a great style, um, I think you have to find what you like first. So it, it takes like a little bit of copying and I'm sure people don't like that. But when you're getting started, you just, you have to play with things that you see. And I'm a firm believer that nothing original exists anymore. We consume too much. And so 100%, yeah. um, I spent a lot of time like flipping through Instagram, seeing what I liked, what I didn't. Um, and Eventually I was, I had just moved to Denver and I, you know, was falling on a budget because I had just like spent all my money to move here. And so I started doing ink drawings, but like mimicking different styles with just ink and paper because it was so cheap to do until I found this very glitchy style that felt natural. And like maybe three of those drawings in that I actually like were good enough to show people was when that man gave me that book. It was, he was just flipping through my sketchbook. And then as soon as I read that book, it felt so serendipitous that this man had seen what I made. It resonated with him enough to understand that I understood kind of what would be in this book. And um, it was crazy. I actually like tell people that I think he's an alien. I don't know if I think that's real, but he came in every single day, every day that I worked. And then he gave me that book and he was like, I'm going to come back and get it in like a week. And he never came back. I've never seen him again What? and ever. And so I'm like, <laughs> where did this man go? Like, 
Like, who is this man? <laughs> yeah, he beamed down like, just to give you that book for real. I think so. He came in like every day for a month, gave me the book and just disappeared from my life, but changed it so deeply. And so I even go back to that restaurant all the time. I'm like, maybe he'll be here so I can say thank you and give him the book back, but he's never there. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get his name or anything? Yeah. Can we plug his him? His name is Matt. Matt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Matt, if you're out there. Yeah, you're Matt, if you're listening. If you're listening, Allie really wants to find you. <laughs> so, uh, Allie, can you tell us maybe if you have a meaningful piece, like what, what piece means most to you that you've worked on? Yeah. Um, I have, I feel like I have so many, but um, I think the piece that means the most to me, I made like one of my last ink drawings was actually, I, I drew it with my dad when he was in the hospital right before he passed away sorry. and I'm so sorry about that it's it's okay he struggled with cancer and I'm I'm very happy that he's not struggling with it today but um this was like right when I had I was like in the midst of reading this book and I was doing trying to figure out my style and figure out my voice and um I sat with him and I drew this and then I actually I left for two days and painted my first mural and then oh, wow. felt this like energy and this power I had never felt and came back and he passed very shortly after that. But mm. that ink drawing for me is like the pivotal, the most pivotal moment in my career. It's where like, I finally felt I found my voice. Mm. It felt like something made sense. And then everything I've made after that, like I, it takes me a long time to like detail and finish things, but I'll come up with an idea in my process in like 20 minutes. It's oh, just wow. my language now. And mm -hmm. so then I'm never void of ideas. And whenever I, I am, I go back to that moment and I like try and harness like me trying to work through what I was feeling and dealing with in that moment and everything just clicks from there. So I think that drawing and I accidentally kind of put it in a show because I came home right afterwards and I had some art showing and I, I gave it to the gallerist by accident and it's sold. So it's somewhere out oh. there. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. It's it's gone, but I hope whoever has it tre treasures it with all their heart because it's my favorite thing I've ever made. Oh my gosh! Another plug. <laughs> Who has that? Yeah, I, I kind of wish it, I kind of wish it was an NFT so you could at least get royalties from. Yeah. <laughs> I know, or like track down the wallet or something. But yeah. it lives out there somewhere. It brings someone joy and yeah. just that memory of it. And I'm actually in the process right now of recreating it as an NFT, mm. but okay. in a more awesome. like mature version of my style. But um. It was like a woman with a halo and all this glitch stuff happening. So I very recently um, actually was like thinking upon that moment. And I was like, wow, like someone else asked me, like, what's your favorite piece? And I it said this one and I was like, wow, I should like make another one that is an yeah. NFT so that I can always see it. And yeah. I will always know where it is. Do you have an image down. of it? Yeah, I do. I have it. Okay. A so you so you at least it. you at least know what it looks like and like remembers and the details from it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know what it looks like. Um and honestly, like, I'm so detached from my individual art pieces, like things live for the moment, like the amount of time they're meant to live. Mm -hmm. It's like part of the street art world, you learn to just be like, this was in my life for however long it was meant to be. And now it's not. It's cool. Um, but I can recreate it. That's like the gift, again, of what I get to do. It's like, everything about art is just a blessing. Let's ask you a question then. So where were you and how did you feel when you first heard the term NFT? Oh man, I was um, in my house, probably in sweatpants I hadn't washed in four days, you know, in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> probably sitting at my desk under a blanket. Um, 
I actually, so I was, I heard about it on Clubhouse and I was approached by a former client of mine who was using Clubhouse as um, a real estate developer to connect with artists to paint murals for real estate developments. So maybe like three months before NFTs blew up on Clubhouse, I was already on there just like networking with real estate developers and other things. And then um, I started seeing a couple rooms pop up with the term NFT. And this was like before Blau minted any of his music NFTs, before like Thank You X blew up and all of those artists. It was like really early, early, early days. Um, and I think I had heard the term once before because a gallery here in Denver, IRL Art, minted people's first nft and i remembered hearing about it but like not comprehending what that meant and just kind of being like okay cool good for you guys um with love like congrats (laughs) but um then i got on clubhouse and kind of learned everything from there and again it was like so serendipitous like the most random person in my life pushed me to get onto this app and then i just so happened to be there as it was happening and so um yeah it, it was it's crazy, and it's so wild that that was like a year ago. Yeah, it feels like it's been. Yeah, it feels like an eternity years. ago. Yeah, right. How are you pivoting yeah. into into now incorporating that with your art? Right at the beginning, I painted a few paintings and then minted them, and you got the painting with it. And then I um, tried doing some prints, like mm-hmm. with a physical print that you get with AR when you buy the NFT. Um, and then I took a little bit of a break for a while just to kind of see what people were being were doing it was like at the beginning of pfp projects when the board apes first came out and everyone's attention shifted away from one of ones so i kind of backed up a little bit and i was like let me see what people are doing um but now i feel super confident in what i was doing before i feel like you know everyone now is able to like make their own pocket so i'm gonna con- to make just like nfts in general that are one of one pieces but i i also really like the concept of being able to give someone a physical piece of art mm-hmm. right. um because that's where my roots are and i believe in it so much so i'm integrating them into my murals i'm going to start um putting co-ops into my murals through an nft chip so that you can mm-hmm. actually collect free nfts when you visit my physical walls if they're in public spaces mm-hmm. um again like with accessibility to art i think it's so important to be able to reward people just for connecting with what I'm doing and, and help onboard people into understanding what this wave is. And so I'm doing that. Um, I'm also embedding NFT chips into my paintings so that they're authenticated on the blockchain, purchased as NFTs, and then they're relinked with augmented reality. So the NFT is actually the animation that you see in augmented reality. And then the physical painting is just one still from that animation. Have you collaborated with any artists? Um, in NFTs or anything like that with your art? I have musicians. So I've tried okay. to use like, I from my former life in the music industry, I was managing artists and working in music festivals and stuff like that. And so um, I've collaborated with musicians to add the music layer to all of my things. And then I did like a, an augmented reality t-shirt drop through Complex Land last year used music from one of my friends and then I had uh one of my other friends kind of build this like 3d world Mm. that um they placed me inside of it as like a wireframe of myself and then the nfts were behind me on screens and so we did that and then the same team actually projection mapped one of my murals and then we took I painted a mural we co-opted it but the nfts are actually stills from their projection mapping 
-hmm. there were three different images of three different moments in their projections. So, um, yeah, and then we just let the royalties. I, I just love, I love the sophistication behind it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you look at like V Friends art, and I love Gary V, but you like look at like the V Friends art, and it's just like ah, like you know. But then like you're coming here and you're like futuristic with it, and like. <laughs> yeah. Like Trying to incorporate stuff. everything. Yeah. There's so I many tools that. out there. Absolutely. Let me ask you a weird question. Maybe not weird, but just since you're highly on like the tech side of this, do you, and like the integration of, of technology and human experience, are there any reservations you have about the integration of technology and humanity? I think about it all the time. Anyone tells me any time anyone says that they make AI art, I'm like, are you like training a monster machine (laughs) for your art? Like that, that freaks me out. There's like so many things that I think about and I think that's also why I paint I think that's why I try and paint the humanity side of technology because I'm so afraid of what is on the full side of 100% tech like there's so much that we can't control in that space and so I think for me my safe space is like the human side of technology where we're like working together and Mm -hmm. and I think too like one of my like most powerful memories was watching the matrix for the first time and like matrix world has never left my mind i've always in the <laughs> I back of my mind been like <laughs> this is real and it gets more real every day like yeah, that could sure. happen to us actually so um i do do a lot of research on things like elon those tech that elon musk is developing or boston um robotics like you know the robot dogs I would kick a robot dog. Let's just put it that way. But like, catch me out here tipping them over because I'm like, uh, no, thank you. I love I love the question that, that Mac asked because I, I think um, art allows us to express our emotions and our love in a way that technology will never be able to do. Right. right. So that, I think I think that even you know pushes the the collective of art and and um, ingenuity and things that you guys are doing. Um, even further because we need that humanity side. We need that love and, you know, something that, you know, a machine or something would never be able to resonate with. 100%. And I actually have a conspiracy theory that in the future, when the robots take over, that artists would actually be the first ones that they save because um, we create something that they could never create. And so find me up, get the tinfoil. I am with you on that. that. (laughs) I love that. That's my very self-serving. Yeah, I, 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 I love that, though, because like I have a background in, in computers. My brother got me in, involved in computers at a really young age. You know, he was building computers at like eight, nine years old. Um, and, you know, what's fascinating about it is you can program a computer to do almost everything, but you it, it never will have the human experience, kind of what we're talking about, because you know, love is love and creativity is I feel like it's divine. Right. It's something that um, you can you can't calculate or you can't come up with. Um, mathematically or scientifically right and the same goes for like how we treat and love people where it's like um you know why do you love people that you should hate and why do you hate people that you should love like a computer would never be able to understand that um so 100%. i love that you know we, we were talking to another artist jason naylor i'm not sure if you know him but he, he expresses mm-hmm. his art through love and and kindness and joy and um i think that's so valuable especially in the world today and what we have you know what we're experiencing globally and um, all the hate and stuff like that. So um, I love it. I love that conversation. Yeah, it's super important. And um, mortality, same with, I think that like that Netflix series, Love, Death and Robots touches on those things. 
love and mortality are the two things that technology will never understand because for them it's just regenerated um but we as humans have such a limited time to do everything that we want to do and i i think you know watching my dad go through what he went through and pass away really put that into perspective for me and i think when people come to understand and be comfortable with mortality they actually can find they find love in everything because yes. when you comprehend that everything is finite, then there's no reason to do anything but find love in everything that you do and everything that you touch. Right. And even appreciate the time that you have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just like not take that for granted. No, I love that, Allie. So Allie, how can people support you? How can we do a call to action here to get people fans of A.L. Grime? I do have a website, algrimeart.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as AL Grime. Um, and I am working on some like big projects. I started that clothing line with augmented reality last year called Liminal Reality okay. um, as the space between two realities. Um, so liminalreality.net has all my clothing and upcoming drops. Um, and then I am also bringing Pow Wow to Denver next year with Denver Walls. Um, awesome. And we will be looking to expand our network of art and technology within the city of Denver, I really want to create a program that educates the community and also just helps artists understand that um, our opportunities are infinite, that we are abundant. We just have to actually make those opportunities for ourselves in a world that's changing. And so, um, yeah, you can check out all those projects. We'll be looking for tons of hands and teachers and educators and volunteers for Denver Walls and artists as well. So always oh, looking to that. connect with people there. Is there something that you're dropping soon? I do have a couple of projects. I'm going to have like an NFT in a show for Bicycle Day. And I'm working on um, a couple others. I'm working on some big murals that I can't talk about, but they're like all in the next six weeks. So um, congratulations. Lots of murals, lots of stuff. Thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Allie. I I know we want to wrap up soon. And I I want to make sure that we're mindful of your time. However, I have to ask you this question um, because you know we have a we have a very strong supportive community at Overt, and we just love wrapping our arms around our artists and our, our creators. And um, so, I want to ask you, what do you want people to know about you? Like when they buy their when they buy your art or when they hear your voice through our podcast, like what what do you want people to know about you? Wow, that's such a big question. Um, I want people to know that. An- couple things that an investment in me is an investment in the community I'm always just anything that touches me touches everyone around me and I think that as artists that's our responsibility and so I would ask anyone supporting me or supporting artists in general to seek people that are community builders to seek people that don't just keep things in for themselves that are always growing their networks because that's how we build a better future um and on the other end, I, I would say, you know, investing in me is investing in supporting powerful women in the future. I'm always looking to uplift other women and we can't ca- create that shift and create that balance that I seek to paint if we aren't supporting equally. So to anyone that does support me or will, thank you so much. You're helping change the future. Allie Grime. What oh. a pleasure, man. How smart is she? Dude, literally a genius. Like that, that was like talking to a scientist almost. Yeah. Pretty much. Right? Exactly. Right. She's yeah. Brilliant. I love, what yeah, insight I love though. What was your favorite part? My favorite part, obviously, I, I think it's it's a little sad, but um both of our parents had cancer. Mm-hmm. And when she was talking about how um 
and her dad was and in his last moments and she was you know making a piece centered around that and that touched my heart because obviously you know when I, the how my mom had gone through breast cancer and stuff like uh-huh. that so um i really connected with that um, yeah. i feel like she has a completely different worldview based on that and i know mm-hmm. i do so um that was my favorite part what, what, what about you a couple things but i really like how she talks about the merge of like a masculine and a feminine and mm-hmm. i think that touched me just just because I kind of think about that a lot. And I think about how, you know, it's been such like a heavy masculine world. And then we're kind of switching into more like a feminist world. And I've always felt like the joining of the two forces is, is what feels, you know, best. And Mm -hmm. I, I kind of, I don't know. I just, I liked how she's thinking about that in her art. I like how she identified technology as like the masculine part. And then she's also incorporating that softness, that female vibe of the portraits in her art as well to, to put them on the same plane. And I think that has like a very um, poetic um, artsy vibe to it. So I I really vibed with her on that. I also really liked um, asking her the question about, like AI and, and like, is there a, is, is there, is there like, you know, worry, a worry there for her about, you know, how far we're going to go. I just, I like getting artists opinion on that. And I think she answered that question really well. Yeah. She was very eloquent with how she explained that and um, how the synergies worked out together. I wish I could see some of her art. Well, I will eventually, but I haven't seen any of her art in person. It's unlike anything we've seen. And it, it reminds, we talked a little bit before we um, recorded, but it's almost like that Pokemon Go where you're like this immersive technology on your phone is, and and she, she gave a speech at ETH Denver where she was talking about, imagine walking down a street right now, currently, but having the ability to like hold your phone up and like everything is turning into like an ad, right? Like you see like things popping up on buildings and like thing that's, that's like, what? Like, can you imagine? Yeah, well, that's, that's happening. That's coming. That's coming I know, in, but in, like in the near future. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's crazy. I, I, I still, I, I think once the tech side of the augmented reality experience mm-hmm. improves where it's not, you kind of looking down at your phone or through your phone, where it's like immersive yeah it's like immersive i think that's kind of what sets it you know we'll eventually get people to mass adopt it um but i I think it's incredible i love that she's already thinking about those things Mm -hmm. um, because in 10 years or you know five ten years she's going to be the thought leader she's going to be the the yeah but i like how she's saying we can't lose the human connection because that's very important and that needs to be like we can't be so stuck in this like augmented reality that we we forget our connection to what's important to each other to the earth which is the real utility right the real yeah utility the og utility art. og utility is is art and love and kindness and joy mm-hmm. um and uh, how you express yourself through art so i loved the conversation with ali yeah. can't wait to have her on, have her again um mm-hmm. down the road and um yeah guys if you wanted to continue to have conversations like the one we just had with Allie, make sure that you follow us, you share our podcast, you stream our podcast on all platforms, and we will do our best to bring you excellent thought-provoking conversations like the one um, that we both just had and really enjoyed. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks so much for being here. 
and we will see you on the next episode of the Coming Up Creative Podcast. Thanks, guys.